0: And you know, listeners out there, I want you to ask yourself, when's the last time you truly sat down for five minutes and just thought about these questions of what am I good at? What makes me happy? What are my characteristics? What's my personality? And and I bet you majority of the people out there are going to answer, I don't really know the last time that I did that. And two, we, we have a lot of online resources. I mean, there's personality tests that are out there that you can take and then you can say, OK, I have this X personality. What are some good fits for me when it comes to either starting my own business or a job, right? Welcome
1: to The Picture of Wealth. Today, I have a special guest, Chris Chapman, who is a sales executive and personal development coach, a mentor with a passion for helping individuals reach their full potential. Now, today, we're going to go on a little journey. We're going to talk about increasing your income. We're going to talk about gifts or the things that we call wealth edges that you have, listener, that you may be able to edge or use as a a risk mitigation tool to build your wealth and shifting our perspective. uh, You know, when we look at other people and wish maybe we were there, how can we go on our own journey? So Chris, thanks a lot for being on the show today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I enjoyed talking with you at the beginning before we hit record and uh, I know we're going to have a super productive conversation and to the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in to the the Picture of Wealth podcast. I know Dustin does a great job and his intentions are right to just continue to impact others. So happy to help with that today. Well,
1: thanks, Chris. Yeah. Well, we we so Chris coming to us from North Carolina, and uh, so for listener who uh, is maybe looking for uh, a growth and it, something that we always talk about is you know no, you don't really get flexibility in life financially until your income goes over one hundred twenty thousand. I don't know what you think, Chris, but I, I from financial planning you know for almost two decades it seems to be there's a magic number there with inflation now it might be going up to maybe one forty one fifty, but often under talked about is yeah money doesn't buy happiness but at a certain point it does provide flexibility so for listener you know made age 20 to 30 years old this this is a podcast for you this is the topic of you know you're in your growth mode you're trying to acquire the skills to then take yourself to the next level so chris maybe warm us up with you know that's a big question how do i increase my income uh, and do you have a process when you meet clients to talk about that?
0: Yeah, um, and, and I and I totally agree with your point. And and you know I've I'm, I'm fortunate to kind of work my way up past that mark, and I can tell you firsthand that it is nice to have the ability and flexibility to to have more money, maybe to outsource things or to go on trips. And and I agree, it, it doesn't buy happiness, but what it does is buys you time and buys you flexibility. Um, and it also buys you the ability when you make more money to make more of an impact. You know, I was able to donate some money last year. I was able to help friends campaigns. I was able to, you know, buy books for, for a school, right? And things that I couldn't do, you know, four or five years ago when I was first starting out. And that's okay. But you will be able to do that, I'm confident, if you follow some of these steps. And I think the first one to increase your income is making the conscious decision that today I'm going to decide that I want to be wealthy and that I want to increase my income. I think that's one of the biggest steps that people don't take because so many people unfortunately live in this fixed mindset of, uh, well, I graduated and I have this job and I make this amount and I get this raise per year and you know, I'm just in this box that I gave myself. But I think it's a very important, conscious and intentional decision that you have to make to say today, May 9th, where we're recording, I want the listeners to say today, I'm going to make the decision. To make more money and I'm gonna make the decision to be wealthy. So I think it starts off with that mindset shift. And then I think the second point is believe that it's possible. You know, that your success, in my opinion, is only gonna be as big as your belief system. And I struggled in the past with having a fixed belief system based on how I grew up, of like, well, I guess I'm just deemed for this type of life. And it's like, no, you need to believe wholeheartedly that you have the confidence, the skill sets, the behavior, the habits. Um, And ultimately, the lifestyle to create a successful financial life. Um, So having that decision of I'm going to decide to be wealthy, having a bulletproof strong belief system. um, And we can touch on later on how to do that. But you know, the third is just to analyze the skill sets, attributes, characteristics, behavior, you call it what your, your wealth edge. Is that right? Wealth edge. wealth edge, yep. So I know your wealth edge, right? What skill sets, characteristics, attributes, behaviors do you have that can actually make you money? For example, I'm extremely outgoing. I'm very extroverted. I love working with people. So naturally, I fall into more of a sales style business development position. But one of my good friends is more analytical. He's more type A. He's more organized. So he works great as a financial advisor. I would not work well in that because I don't like numbers too much. I don't like looking at spreadsheets. I like being out and about shaking hands with people, which you do have that a bit with financial advising, but it is a lot of computer work as well. So I think analyzing like what skill sets do I have? What natural um, personality do I have? What characteristics do I have? And how can I utilize these to make more money? And then the fourth is just become addicted to learning, right? Become addicted to books, podcasts, courses, right? And I think it's super important because you've heard the common notion of learners are earners, which is extremely true. I've been very fortunate to meet some people that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And I've met a couple of people that are worth in the low billions. And these people are still reading, they're still listening to podcasts, they're still going to conferences. And it's like, what? And then they've explained to me this concept of like, you never stop learning, right? I think a lot of people, especially between 20, 30 years old, they have this mentality of like, I'm out of school, I don't have to learn anymore. It's like, Yes, you don't have to like study for a test if you're not getting you know a master's degree and all that, but you still should read the book, take the course, learn, right? And then I think the fifth one is just become obsessed with becoming the best version of yourself. I firmly believe that your mental and your physical health are tools that have been given to you by God to create success in your life, right? And I think the more that you can take care of your mental health, which we can touch on ways to do that, and the more you can take care of your physical health, I think the better you will perform and then sixth is is find a reason bigger than yourself as to why you want to be successful and as to why you want to make more money. For example, I grew up very middle class. I always had a roof over my head never had to worry about food not being on the table. But I think we went on one family vacation growing up. I paid for majority of my first car. Um, it was very paycheck to paycheck, right? Like honestly, probably about 75% of Americans out there right now. Um, so not to say that I'm knocking that. It's just how I grew up. Um, And one of my whys is to create generational wealth for my future family, right? And another one of my whys is to reach financial freedom. You know, in my late 30s, early 40s, I'm 27 right now, where I can make work optional. And what I mean by that is having enough real estate income and dividend income and income from different businesses that I'm invested in, which gives me the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? My kid is, let's just say 12 at this point. I want to take the whole summer off and enjoy the summer because you only get one summer. Uh, with your kid when they're that certain age, right? So it's like, you have the ability to do that if you have income coming in from dividend, real estate, et cetera, obviously be smart on where you invest your money. Um, but that's that's a big goal for me is to be able to make work optional later in life so that I can free up a lot of my time. Um, and then the last thing I'll, I'll share is really just surrounding yourself with the right people, right? I have people in my network that I've been fortunate to meet just through conversations and business that are making five, six. Times the amount of money that I'm making. And I'm fortunate to be doing quite well. Granted, these individuals are a lot older than me, right? They're 45, 50, 60 years old. But I'm surrounding myself with these people, whether it's a quick phone call, a lunch, a coffee, and just simply building a a friendship with them. But at the same time, I can learn more in one lunch with some of these people than I did like an entire semester when I was in college. Um, And so that's a big one as well. Now begs the question of, well, how do I get in the right room with these people? Well, the best way to do that is just continue to put yourself out there, be intentional, you know, go to networking events, build a relationship, and eventually you're going to have a strong network, but you have to be intentional about it, right? You have to give value in order to get value. For example, one of the guys I meet with, I helped him out with some social media stuff. I helped him out getting a podcast started. And in return, he gives me a lot of business advice, right? Because he knows, hey, well, Chris helped me with some stuff I needed help with to, to him, that was more of a foreign language, but to me it's just natural oh well, here's how to post an instagram story, here's how to do a podcast like him explaining you know how to make millions of dollars in business is is natural to him because he's been doing it for so long, and so I think you got to have that get and give mentality as well
1: yeah I think that's uh can you go back to um you know the one thing that you talked about with the gifts that were given how, like how how does someone try to identify what that is for them? You know, what is their wealth edge and how, how, how would they know? They're like, well, I don't know. I'm just an average person.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I think first and foremost, I think everyone in general, including myself needs to do a a lot more work and a far better job at being more intentional about self-awareness, right? Spending time by yourself, whether it's writing in a journal, spending time in your thoughts, going on a walk and just saying, you know, what really makes me happy? Number one, What am I really good at? Right. Asking maybe some friends in your network. Hey, like, how would you describe my personality? Do you see me as more extroverted or introverted? Do you see me as a combination of both Um, and just being very introspective, if you will, about those things? And I think too many people, um, including myself at times in this very fast paced environment where you have career going on, life going on, friendships going on. I think a lot of people just get caught in the hustle and bustle. And you know, listeners out there, I want you to ask yourself, when's the last time you truly sat down for five minutes and just thought about these questions of what am I good at? What makes me happy? What are my characteristics? What's my personality? And, and I bet you majority of the people out there are going to answer. I don't really know the last time that I did that. And so that's some big advice I have there. And two, we, we have a lot of online resources. I mean, there's personality tests that are out there that you can take and then you can say, okay, I have this X personality. What are some good fits for me when it comes to either starting my own business or a job, right? Um, And I think that also goes back to the mentorship. If you can build relationships with people who are doing very well in life and you can simply ask them, hey, like we've had a couple coffees and phone calls together. I'm I'm really struggling to to analyze like what I'm good at and what I should do for the next, you know, 15, 20 years of my life. In your opinion, where do you think you could see me fitting? And a lot of them will give you some pretty great answers because a lot of them have been in business for 25, 30 years and have seen a lot of different things. And they can give you some really great kind of ideas. But I think the first thing is just kind of that self awareness. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. In the past, I went on like some hike when I was making my I think 2020 goals. um, And I was like, oh, I have to go on this hike and think about it and do this. And it's like, I kind of just came back like without much awareness, right. And I realized like self awareness is something you gain over time just like going to the gym, you don't get jacked from just going to the gym one time for three hours, once a month, you slowly get healthier and healthier at the gym from going, you know, 30, 45, 60 minutes a day, five, six days a week. And I think the same thing happens with your self-awareness of, Hey, let's spend one minute in the morning, just thinking about some of these questions. And let's spend one minute before bed thinking about these questions. And you know, it may take a week, it may take a month. It may unfortunately take six months. But sh- uh, slowly and surely over time, just like any other thing that compounds, you're going to start to have some answers surface.
1: One of the things you mentioned, and it, it makes me think of, we have something called the Life Clarity Summit, mm-hmm. which is a you know picture pyramid. At the bottom of the pyramid, it's your goals, you know, financial goals. It could be just a conversation. Next layer up is risk management. What happens if something gets in the way of your goals? And then the next layer up is accumulation. And the final is estate planning and teaching your kids about money. So you got this pyramid, but in the middle of the accumulation zone is a box or a bubble, whatever you want to call it, called mental health. And often what we see, not often, but we do see wealthy individuals, age 60, lots of money in the bank, they're never going to spend all the money they have, but their mental health is not well, they've got poor relationship with with children, poor relationship with their second wife, Uh, and it usually comes from what's being kind of consumed in their mind. What would you say as a, you know, you know, in our opinion, health is wealth. And so again, we're trying to balance out, you know, having all the money in the world and having a, a wealthy, well-rounded life and health and mental health is part of that. What would you say is a good tool on the mental health or the mental nourishment as you're going through life? You know, you're in your twenties, I'm in my forties. You know, it's something that we need to be very aware of because 20 years goes by faster than we think. Uh, so what are some mental health tips that you could give someone now, especially in their twenties, instilling mental health awareness habits?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a really big one. And for me, I think the first question that you have to ask yourself to the listeners out there is what is really in my control? And I think a lot of times, especially right now in 2023 with everything going on, a lot can feel out of your control, but also think it goes back to those self-awareness questions of like, all right, what is in my control? And if you really ask yourself that you realize You know, what I eat is in my control, what I put in my body is in my control, what I put in my mind is in my control, my habits are in my control, my behaviors in my control. And then you start to say like, oh my gosh, I have all of this in my control. And I think it's being very intentional about those things, right? So that's kind of step number one. And step number two is just some practices that I do daily. Um, one of them is just every morning before I start the day, I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And I do it right before I go to bed as well, right? And, and the goal with this is not to come up with the coolest, best thing you're grateful for. But the goal of this activity is to get your mind in a positive place where you are constantly searching for the good in situations, right? And it took me a good six months to like start feeling this. But as I started to write things that I'm grateful for over and over and over again, just like things that compound, I started seeing the good in situations, right? Um, So writing down what you're grateful for, really, really auditing what you're putting in your mind, right? Are you scrolling social media? Are you watching too much of the news? Or are you, you know, reading books that I referenced, learners are earners? Are you listening to great podcasts, like the picture of wealth, right? And like audit what's in your mind. Um, and I think a lot of times that'll be a good mental health fix as well. When you say, okay, what am I putting into my mind? And then if you're like, huh, well, I scroll on Instagram three, t- three hours a day. I watch an hour of news, Fox, CNN, they're both horrible for you. Um, let's see, I am constantly comparing myself to others. Um, let's see, what did I eat this week? Okay, 80% of what I ate this week was processed food. Um, let's see, how much water did I drink today? You're like, oh my gosh, I only had four cups of water. And it's like, all right, let's start shifting some things. Let's start drinking more water. Let's start eating less processed food. I actually did a whole podcast on this with a dietitian about how processed food and 90% of what's in the grocery store has a direct negative correlation to your mental, <clears throat> to your mental health. So I think it's important to also kind of fix the diet a little bit, focus on whole nutritious foods, because those processed foods really have an impact on your mental health. And a lot of times too, I started somebody the other day who I could tell was just like, not like clinically depressed, but I could tell he was just like really struggling and anxious and just starting to show some signs. And I simply asked awesome him said, Hey, when's the last time you went to the gym? And he's like, excuse me. And I was like, when's the last time you went to the gym? And he's like, man, probably about three weeks. And I'm like, tell you what, before you like go see a doctor or anything about this, I was like, just go work out a couple days, three, four days for for two, three weeks straight, start drinking more water, start eating healthier. And then let's talk again in about a month and just see how you're feeling. And sure enough, he came back. He's like, man, I actually feel great. Like I'm getting a little stronger. I feel healthier. Like I feel lighter. I I got more energy. It's like, I'm going to kind of keep this up. Right. And I, and I am strongly convinced that 90% of the mental health issues out there could be solved with proper exercise, proper diet and proper mind implementation. Now, what do I mean by that? By proper auditing of what's in my mind, let's take out what I'm putting in my mind that's bad for you and replace it with things that are good for you. So replace the news with a podcast, replace the endless scrolling of social media with uh, a good book and replace the comparison game with surrounding yourself with friends, family, and colleagues who are going to continue to lift you up and help you build a positive mental state in your life. I love it. And
1: I'm just, uh, right now I've just flipped over to the picture wealth, uh, We've got one podcast with Dr. Joel Furman from San Diego. Nice. Uh, he's a longevity expert. Uh, so your listener, if you're, you're needing a boost on the, the health, he calls them G-bombs. So it's your greens, berries, onions, mushrooms, and I can't remember the last one. But he, he has this little formula for... Uh, and the other person is, uh, is Robin Miller, who's a Harvard grad. Uh, and I got a master's in nutrition and she also uh, you know goes goes through uh, fast cookbooks for entrepreneurially minded people and it's you know it doesn't take longer than 20 minutes to prepare a meal and the meal is actually three days worth because you repurpose the things you're building into different meals Uh, so for the next day you're you're using it. So again I think you're you're talking my language Chris uh, nutrition health Wealth. Do you have a story in your own sales executive sort of role where you had a breakthrough on a sale? Or, you know, and if you can, you know, keep it confidential, but share a little bit of what you're selling. And, you know, uh, I think of like a, a, a breakthrough, a milestone. You've constantly been making a certain income or your sales numbers every month, and you're like beating your head on the wall. Then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I, I got this little tidbit of info. You try it, and over the course of, you know, a couple of days, couple of months, boom, you just start to, you know, and you take your income up to the next rung on the ladder. Do you have a story that you could share with with listeners? Yep.
0: Um, and so going into 2020, uh, it was a tough year just because of of like COVID and transitioning to fully remote work and all the stuff everyone remembers, right? Uh, but, you know, from 2020 to 2021, I, I doubled my income, right? And a lot of the this comes from those steps that I mentioned earlier, of, you know, I was just kind of steady, making a an okay salary, enough to live, right? But like I I couldn't go on really nice trips and didn't have the ability at that time to buy a house and was still having to be like very conscious of what I was spending, right? Um and I kind of just said, like, you know what? Like I want to go make more money this year, right? So I, I decided and I kind of had this breakthrough where I started closing more and more deals and I started building better and better relationships and I started working harder and harder and harder. And those steps come from like really analyzing like, okay, what was the separator between 2019, 2020, and now 2021, 2022, 2023? Um, And a lot of it was just developing like a really strong belief system. Now, what does that mean? How do you build that? Well, every day, my goal is to make six figures by 25, which I'm very fortunate that I I did pass that goal at 25. Um, I wrote down every single day, I will make $100,000 plus this year, every single day, on top of my paper, I'd start the day, I'd have a notebook of things I needed to do for the day, I will make $100,000 every single day. I had an alarm in my phone that rang at 5 p.m. every single day and at 8 a.m. every single day that said $100,000 this year, $100,000 this year. And it's implementing in my mind day after day after day. And I started to act more in alignment with that goal of mine, right? And so for the listeners out there, if you have a certain income goal in mind, I strongly encourage you to set yourself Affirmations and reminders, because the goal is to put this in your subconscious mind and and create some imagery around it. So if I am talking to you right now and I say pink gorilla, everybody's like, oh, I just see a pink gorilla. Yes, because visuals are extremely important, right? And so have this information in front of you, like at all times. So if your goal is a hundred grand or two hundred or three hundred, whatever it is, put it in your phone as an alarm from eight a.m. to five. Write it down every single day. Have it on your whiteboard next to you. Um, have it as a reminder all the time. And then if you want to add a second layer to this, add some visualization to it as well. And so I would spend time visualizing, like looking at my W-2, seeing over $100,000 for the first time. I would spend time visualization of seeing like the money in my account. I would spend time visualizing like, okay, if I make X amount, what is my biweekly pay going to be? And I would like visualize these paychecks coming in. Um, And that is extremely important. And I always like to share a study that I got from Colin Henderson's book, Quiet Mind. He was a guest on my podcast not too long ago, but he shared a study about visualization because I used to think visualization was all BS. I'm like, okay, this is just some hippie stuff where people are talking about like visualizing success. I'm like, all right, let's start looking into this. So I read Colin Henderson's book, Quiet Mind, and he shares this example in there of uh, a a test study of people who, who were measuring muscle growth. And so they had group A who was told to go to the gym every day for 30 days, and then they had group B that was told to just sit down, don't go to the gym, but visualize your muscles getting bigger and stronger and you're just becoming healthier. At the end of 30 days, group A that worked out for 30 days straight, naturally their muscles increased on average by 30%. Group B, keep in mind, they did not lift a single weight. Their muscles increased by 13% just from visualizing. And so what this goes to show, if you combine – massive action, which is what a lot of the things we've been talking about today with visualization, which is under that mental health category, there's a boatload of opportunity for you out there.
1: Chris, you uh you have a you you've packaged up your thoughts uh, very succinctly today and I appreciate it. Is there, you know, for a listener who likes podcasts and likes you know, different sort of media and, you know, like where do you get your coaching? You know, what are some of the The top three things, is it it guys, girls, gurus, old books, new books? What is it for you?
0: Yeah, so I can definitely have some book recommendations there and then podcast recommendations. Um, I think from a book recommendation standpoint, five things a millionaire taught me. Very old book. My grandmother actually gave this to me and it's like, it's super old. Like it just smells bad because it's so old, right? But I was like, oh, this is a great book. Um, and actually one of the things he mentions as step one to become wealthy is like make that conscious decision. He he elaborates a bit more. Um, five things a millionaire taught me. And that's really good if you're like just graduated and you're like, I don't need this like crazy financial strategies. I just need kind of a five step method here. Um, five things a millionaire taught me think and grow rich, magic of thinking big. That really changed my perspective because I always was like, you know what? I want to retire with just Couple million bucks. Really think that's all I'm worth? And you know, if I if I have five million in the bank at age fifty, like cool. But then after reading this book and this author explaining countless stories of the importance of thinking big, and talked about you know like Walt Disney building all this successful career, like it really explained my mind was just so limited. And so now my goal is to have a hundred million by fifty, right? And that's much more than five million by fifty, right? And that happened because I read this book. Um, And then another book recommendation is Crucial Conversations. I think that's an extremely important book, especially if you're 20 to 30 years old, because as you advance through your career and as you advance through your business and as you advance through life, your conversations are going to get more and more difficult, whether it's in a relationship with your significant other, whether it's in a relationship with your boss, whether it's in a relationship with your client. And I think you can effectively and efficiently separate yourself from the pack if you uh, are better at communicating crucial conversations. And then, uh, lastly, podcast wise, um, the ed by podcast, really good show, um, how I built this very entrepreneurial, but there's a lot of learning lessons in there from entrepreneurs, um, next level minds, which is my podcast, real business owners, um, which is a good one ran by, uh, two guys who just started an accounting firm, but they went from like drug addict, to sales, to starting their own company, to building like a seven, eight figure life in like their upper thirties. And they're just really raw with their advice. Um, and then the last one is Real AF by Andy Priscilla. Um, great entrepreneur, love that guy. Um, but I mean, he, he has an episode a couple times a week called Real uh, a Q and AF where people just submit in questions um, and he actually answers them one by one. And honestly, I think that's one of the big ways that I've been able to level up because this guy has a billion dollar supplement company that he built from complete scratch um and he is just so raw and real with his answers and i have all of his answers from the ones i've listened to saved on my computer and i honestly reference them like multiple times a week of like what did Andy say when somebody asked this question or like i'm dealing with this and i remember somebody asked this a month ago let me look through my google drive here i know i have this saved And I've been able to like find an answer because I mean, he's given you, this is honestly like having a mentor through a podcast because these are questions that I've come up with that I've like, I've wanted to ask him. And this is a, 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 you know, multi-millionaire probably worth a couple hundred million dollars runs an eight or runs a billion dollar company that he built from scratch. And you're able to hear like direct answers of how he did it. And that's why I'm like, I wish everyone could just listen to that podcast in particular. Um, because it's honestly like, you're just sitting there having a cup of coffee with him and he's giving you these answers. So that's it kind of went off on that last one. But like, I meant to say that earlier as like a way that's leveled me up is like, if he's somehow listening to this, like want him to show that like, it has helped me level up significantly in life from his stuff. So. Yeah.
1: No, that's uh. Yeah, both those guys. I think those guys are buddies, maybe or buddies after they started. kind of, And one of them was a financial guy. Yeah, and so Ed
0: Milette was the financial guy. Um, okay. And I heard, I heard both of them speak at an event. So it was Ed that started and Andy that ended. And like, dude, I felt like I could run through a freaking brick wall after that. Oh, <laughs> so, I bet. yeah, yeah. They, uh, they. I kind of have gone. Uh, I kind of go in and out of them.
1: Sometimes they're a little too much for me. Yeah. Sometimes that they're. It's podcasts are so um, personal. And you never know what what kind of mood you're in and something just catches you and you go, wow, that was good. And you can influence. It's such a great media. Thank you for doing your show uh, and getting people on. And uh, what do you got for closing thoughts? What are you most excited about right now as it applies to what you're coaching clients?
0: Yeah, what I'm really most excited about is just really being a strong leader for others and helping individuals at a young age set extremely high standards for their life. Because i really firmly believe that that's how we continue to get better and better as a society. If you can hold a high standard for your life, you can honor that standard and you can teach others to do the same thing and then they can replicate that model. And so, you know, my hope today is I'm talking about these habits of going to the gym, of gratitude, of mental health. And I, and I, my hope today is that somebody takes that kind of suggestion if you will and says you know i'm gonna start implementing this in my life and then their life slowly starts to change and then their friends and family say honestly you know you're a bit different than you were six months ago like what's going on and then they start to say hey well i've been working out four times a week five times a week i've been drinking more water i've been eating healthier. i've been doing this gratitude thing and they're like huh i'm gonna try that out as well and then it's that ripple effect so that's what i'm most excited about Is just sharing this information with young professionals, whether it's through one on one coaching that I do, whether it's through LinkedIn posts, whether it's through Instagram posts, with the hope of just, hey, let's have that ripple effect. And I think a big misconception is that you have to have a massive brand, a massive business, and a massive career to be able to make an impact. But no, it all just starts with one person. And so you can do it today, even if you're in an entry level position, say, you know what, I'm gonna be the example for others. If you're living in an apartment, I'm gonna say hello to the person in the elevator. And I'm just going to be extremely positive. And who knows, maybe they may leave that conversation like, I just got impacted from this conversation, even though it was 10 seconds. And and this guy was just so positive talking about how great his day is. I'm going to bring that to my next conversation. And, and you may not even realize it, but you could have just impacted 10 people from that 10-second conversation.
1: Love it. What a great message. Uh, can you tell us where you're at? Where can people find you? Where can people hire you? Where can people find more information? On? Yep.
0: So, Instagram is uh, one of the best ones. Chris Chap Chap. My name's Chris Chapman. So, the, the tagline is just Chris Chap Chap. Um, and then, if you go on LinkedIn, it's just Chris Chapman. Um, if you put location Charlotte, it'll just come up as as the first one. I know Chris Chapman's a very common name. So, if you type that in on LinkedIn, it may get a bit lost. Um, but if you do Chris Chapman, location Charlotte, uh, it'll come right there. And on, on LinkedIn, what you can expect is I post three times a week. I um, usually do four to five Instagram stories and maybe a post a month. Um, and then Next Level Minds is the podcast. If anybody wants to check it out, very similar to this show, interviewing uh, successful folks and and really just chat with them on how they built their life so far.
1: Chris, thanks a lot for your time. And uh, listener, I know that uh, that was powerful. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed the show, please like and rate the show, share with a friend, or use your new knowledge in your next conversation. If during the show something gave you a pang of inspiration, motivation, or sense of uncertainty, act on it now. Get the clarity you're looking for. Find the permission you seek. Go to servicewealth.com to discover how others are learning how to take Fridays off, or buying a recreation property, or spending more money. If you're an organizer of an event where you believe my philosophy on finance and lifestyle design would be applicable, Go to servicewealth.com and book me as a speaker at your next event. If you want a copy of our new book coming out soon, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and we will be sure to get you a first copy.